It's time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. She was, uh, oh, I would say quite insistent. She, she approached me holding a piece of paper, and as she drew nearer, I, I noticed that it was actually, this piece of paper was actually a page from a coloring book. She held it out for me to see. As she did this, she explained that this paper, this page from the coloring book, was a project that her four-year-old son, Timothy, had just completed. Now, when she first saw his efforts on this coloring book, she decided to take it to a psychologist friend of hers. He kindly analyzed it, and he told her that it appeared that Timothy had extraordinary gifts, and, and, and on top of that, an independent spirit, which would bode him well in his pursuit of success. She then, at that point, having touted the report from the psychologist, handed it to me and I examined it. It was a line drawing of a course, like you have in a coloring book, which needed to be colored. What was there in front of me was a purple short line drawn on one of the legs in crayon, a a green clump of crayon of something or other that was over here behind the horse. It It seemed to have nothing to do with the picture. And then there were two elongated pink lines on the horse's snout. Now, I I, I looked at it carefully because I, I like to be kind. And I wanted to make sure that my perusal was long enough to please her. But after a moment, she said, isn't it remarkable? My psychologist friend said that Timothy has a free spirit that will not be bound by simply coloring within the lines of the horse. She continued, of course, you know that. It's always a sign of great intelligence, fortitude, and independence when you refuse to color within the lines. And look at him. He's doing it at four. I'm going to have him tested next week. I think I got myself a genius here. Hmm. Hmm. I remained quiet. During my silence, I thought, I'm not a psychologist. You know, maybe 
Timothy, little old Timmy could be a genius. Of course, on the other hand, he could be just mentally challenged. Those particular individuals also usually don't color within the lines. Oh, and there's the possibility that he has a criminal mind. Jailbirds probably never, ever colored within the lines. I wonder if she had thought about all this and thought it through and decided that of the three choices, mentally challenged, Timothy having a criminal mind, or being a genius, Hmm, she would pick genius. After all, the mentally challenged student who colors outside the lines is still considered special. And criminals eventually do have to line up with the other inmates for dinner. (laughs) I do not know whatever prompted us in our society What has prompted us to believe that coloring outside the lines was a sign of intelligence or being independently minded? The reason teachers ask young students to color within the lines is that life is filled with things that are already here. You see, I learned all this by the time I was five. I told you last week I learned, play nice. And by the time I was five, I learned color within the lines. Why? Because there are things that are already here on the planet before you arrive. You know, God is the creator. You are the participator. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. There's no need to take the craft of art that was achieved by those who put together that wonderful coloring book and reject their drawings and their boundaries to form strokes of your own nonsense in splats of Crayola. Coloring within lines is admitting that other human beings came before you, and they were not all mentally challenged, or criminals for that matter. They kind of knew what they were doing. Learning at five years of age, as I did, to color within the lines taught me that I don't have to come up with everything on my own. I can just take what's already pretty out there and add my touch to make it truly beautiful. Not everything requires my personal handling and touch. There were things here before I arrived There were people who put together great ideas. Part of being a good citizen of Earth is finding what's good, honoring what's good, enjoying what's good, and then, for your contribution, adding your good to it. Because let's be honest. There is a power in honoring the design of things. There's a design. Part of the wisdom of traveling is finding that design. We start it before we're age five. We later reject it because we think we're so, so much. It reminds me, 
some years back, I built a swimming pool on my property. I, I was so anxious to get into the pool to swim and enjoy it that I failed to realize that the work needed to be inspected by the city. I was informed of this, and when the inspector came out, he told me I could not use my pool because it needed decking, fencing, locks. I frowned and grunted and explained to him that I didn't want that. He explained to me that he didn't care. It was the law. It was the design. There was another half dozen things he pointed out, which I also thought were equally as foolish. But I wanted my pool. So I followed through until I got it finished. I finally broke down and colored within the lines. And I want to tell you something. I remember so clearly sitting next to my pool, looking at the beautiful fence around it, the great locks on the gates, and the decking and realizing how wonderful they had made the atmosphere, how safe it was, and what a terrific design I had. It's, it, we do. We learn when we're five years old that this is the horsey that was drawn. These are the lines. Now honor the design. This is the body you've been given. These are the limitations of the body. Please honor the design. This is the earth. It is foretelling some interesting difficulties coming our way. Would you listen? Might you consider honoring the design? Because when I was five years old, and I was told to color within the lines. I felt rebellious. But I did learn to color within the lines. And because I did, I respected things that were already there. I honored the design the artists had provided for me to color in. But I, I know you might say to me, yeah, but what about individuality? What about standing up for the system? What about putting your mark on it? But always remember, a huge part of coloring within the lines is that you pick the color. Nobody tells you you, you can't have a purple horse. That's where your creativity blooms. What color shall we use? Should we use more than one color? Let's stay within the lines, but let's express our uniqueness by the colors we choose. Can we take three crayons and blend them in to form a completely different color? Just think if we all did this. If we took what we learned when we were five to color within the lines if we honored what was already here on earth, if we worked with the designs that have been provided, but then, but then we took our imagination to go crazy by placing the color into this drab 
universe. Then we can come up with a picture that is truly our own. By the time I was five years old, I learned to color within the lines. I discovered that there were things that were already here. I didn't have to make things up, and I instructed to honor the design of the art, but I was given the choice to pick the color. Oh, I'll tell you, some of the kids would laugh, laughed at my purple horse. That is until they saw David over there color an orange one. Pretty soon, everybody was trying to come up with a color of horse that was unlike anybody else's. You see, that's individuality. We express ourselves with our finesse and our color. Ignoring what's already here on the earth or cursing the design that's been provided is just foolish. Picking the color, finding where you want to place it is the beginning of genius. And, and finally, there's one thing. Remember the final step of coloring in that a horse is smoothing out the tone. When you get done coloring, there are always those little strips of white that stick out that aren't the same intensity as the rest. Go back. Show your pride. Show your confidence. Fill it in. Yes, coloring within the lines demands the perseverance to make sure that that doggone snout on that old horse is the same shade, that same shade of purple as he's got on his back. Smooth it out. Be smooth. The journey to genius is understanding how things work, having accomplished them, looking for a way to make it easier and improved. It's not ignoring what's already here or cursing the design, but instead, pick your color and smooth things out. I never told that lady that I thought Timothy was just too young to understand. But I believe that because she loved him, she and his teacher could be patient until he learned the value of coloring within the lines. Because the good news is you do not need to create the heavens and the earth. There's already a design in place. And the better news is you get to pick the color and spread it out, smooth things out evenly and beautifully across your horizon. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.